Hey there, folks. I'm Dave Holmes. Welcome to International Waters, the transatlantic panel show that pits U.S. and U.K. comedians against each other in a pop culture battle royale here in the United States. We're living in a post-Bruce Jenner world. We're all reeling from the Diane Sawyer interview. I loved it. I loved everything about it. I loved that Diane Sawyer said to her wardrobe lady, I, I want to wear something that, that is genderless, Pam. Pam is her wardrobe lady. I love most of all that Bruce Jenner is kind of unpleasant. Like he's, he's a groundbreaking person. He's brave. He's breaking down barriers. And he's also sort of catty. He made all these sort of shady comments about Diane Sawyer's outfit and how dowdy it was. I grew up in the late 80s, early 90s when gay and transgender characters on television were noble, suffering victims of abuse or violence or discrimination or AIDS. And they never had personalities. They were always just sort of benign presences. I think it's good for society that Bruce Jenner is a woman. I think it's great for society that Bruce Jenner is kind of a bitch. You're listening to International Waters. Yay. Playing for the country. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> Playing for a country that is a week from a tidal wave of hung parliament jokes. She is the creator of BBC's Dead Boss. She's a brilliant stand-up. She's a beloved repeat International Waters guest. She's Holly Walsh. Hello, Holly. Hi. How are you? Very good. I'm uh, good? I'm talking in a very my, an overly British accent. Uh, right. Just to <laughs> you know enforce which side I'm on. Play it up. Nice. Play it up and usually work. I have, usually I have a New York burr, but this time I'm really going for the Hugh Grant. Give us your New York burr. Bless you. Burr. Bless you <laughs> also playing for Team UK, he stars in Game of Thrones, The Edge of Tomorrow, Doctor Who, and most auspiciously, this show. Yes. Oh my God, your agent must be so psyched. Actor and comedian Tony Way. Hello, Dave. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Happy to Good. be here. Good. Now, we're going to get to know our teams a little better throughout the show. But for now, Team UK, I need you to come up with a buzz-in word that you feel best represents your great nation. Mm. I was going to suggest uh, Royal Baby. Royal Baby. How about just Baby? Baby, yeah. To make it quick. Because this um, is the week where we might get a new um, backup heir. Is that true? Yeah. It's totally passed me by, that. Yeah, right? Kate Middleton is currently, as of this day of recording, four days overdue. Oh, it's oh could, could come during the record. It though. might happen any minute. She should go to Coyote Pizza Cafe and have the baby salad. That's have you heard right. about this? Yes. The what's, salad what's that in induces it? birth. Yeah. There, yeah. There, I don't know. There's some uh-huh. salad on a place on Tahunga in uh, in North Hollywood that is supposed to induce labor. There's something about, I don't know if it's the dressing or the specific. I don't I don't know what it is. I can't but remember. But you go in and if you're, if you're pregnant and you go into this place, they just nod at you because they know what you want mm-hmm. and they give it to you and you sign a baby book. Is you, it the heat? Is it a hot hot food? Because it's, it's a piping hot salad. <laughs> do they expect you to? Do you have the baby? I mean, in the I mean as in uh, chilly, chilly yeah. heat, chilly heat, not as in uh, right. warmth. Um, right. Because it's quite uh, yeah. In the UK, uh, curry is often recommended. To, that traditional British dish of curry. True? Curry, uh, walking, and intercourse—the three biggest okay. things to induce a baby. What a night! I don't know right. if curry is curry the first thing a baby wants to taste, though. You know, it's kind of spicy. I don't know if yeah. you know how it works, but I don't... No, I don't <laughs> doesn't go doesn't up that, go way. that way. <laughs> okay, okay, I have, a, I have the process wrong. Okay, I got you. Very, very wrong. Uh, well, you heard his voice. Moving on. Blame for the nation that was shocked by the death of McDreamy. Even more shocked to learn that McDreamy was still alive. 
I don't watch that show. <laughs> Please welcome stand-up comic, one half of the Do You Need a Ride podcast, and a regular panelist on this very show, Chris Fairbanks. Hi, how are you? Great, how are you? I'm doing terrifically. You're looking every inch the Venice surfer boy. Yeah, yeah, well, it's a costume, really. I like it. It works for you. <laughs> <laughs> also for Team US, she's a stand-up comic. She's a TV writer. She's the other half of the Do You Need a Ride podcast. She's Karen Kilgariff. Hi. Oh, I'm so happy you're here. I am too. I am such a fan of yours. Thank it you, Dave. It is a pleasure to have you here. I, I couldn't be more excited to hear you say that about me. Aw. <laughs> Team US, what's your buzz in word? I mean, we were going to go negative and say killer cops. Is that, oh, is, would it take too okay, long? Okay. Bring How about the processed the foods? Down. <laughs> Keep it light? Processed foods. Uh, diabetic ankles. <laughs> uh, Great. Uh, How about just cankles? The body cankles. images. I clearly have them. <laughs> cankles? cankles? The cankles. Let's Where do the cankles. cankles. Sweet. Cankles versus Royal Baby. <laughs> this is already my favorite episode we've ever done. <laughs> now we're going to start the show with a little pop culture warm up we like to call What's the Story? You'll be awarded two points for correct answers. One point for answers that are wrong but funny. If you don't know what I mean by wrong but funny, imagine how upset the rest of the Kardashians are to see their dad get a shitload of positive attention. It's got to be killing them. It's mm -hmm. got to be killing them. Buzz in with your buzz in words when you know the answer. Question number one. We're kicking it off with the most important story in the world to nerds. This week, a certain sequel racked up $201 million and it hasn't even come out in America yet. Or it will the day this podcast comes out. What is the name of the film? You are not actually giving birth right now. <laughs> okay, Chris Fairbanks. He did have the salad, though. Oh, ba baby, baby, royal uh, baby, royal, royal baby. Ba UK. Is it what are we saying, royal baby or baby? Baby. Uh, baby. You can do baby. I, I'll answer to either. <laughs> um, is it uh, The Avengers 2? I'm going to need a full the title. Avengers age <laughs> Awareness. <Electric Boogaloo. laughs> age something. I'm going to need. Listen. Age. That shit is everywhere. Age, How did age, you age, not. Age of. Oh, what is it? It's age. Age of Awareness Week. Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. <laughs> Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron, Age of Ultron is Ultron. correct. Oh, he got I mean, it. And I'm being, I'm being I, generous with the time limit it. there. Uh, he just, Avengers he just opened a can. Drink to, to celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what are you drinking over there? I'm drinking um, a Cronenberg of, a Lager. Can of, a can of Yum. fizzy milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, delicious. We're having water. It's morning time. Uh, all right, I will tell you again. Avengers 2, Age of Ultron, has made more in a week than the nation of Palau makes in a year. Oh, that's... Uh, Palau is a pretty lazy country, but still, that, <laughs> yeah. is, that is an absolute true they story. Need to Maybe Palau should yeah. get into yeah. movies. They need to do more Palauing. Get to work. <laughs> I think the title might get be it? different here. The first one definitely was, because there's another Avengers. It's like, for example, Bad Neighbours. You have a film called Neighbours. We had to yes. call it Bad Neighbours, because Neighbours is a well-loved Australian soap. Is that true? Right. Yeah, they had to rename it. Do you, who would get that confused? Is that Avengers, the Zac Efron yeah. and, uh, and, and Seth Rogen one? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Okay. So we have a different name for it than you. That's funny. Because you don't want to mess with mama's stories. No. <laughs> the soaps no. are important. Yeah. But we also have like Bad Santa and Bad Judge and Bad Teacher. Oh, right. I, I wrote a sitcom called Bad Management in America, which... Yeah. That, so we're in the same... Well, it explains of... what's mm -hmm. going to happen in the show, doesn't it? Yeah. It right, really clearly, does. You know, it really it does. <laughs> it saves you a great deal of time. Is yeah. anyone going to see Avengers Age of Ultron? Yes. Are we excited about it? I really am, even though I didn't know the name of it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I'm... That's how I feel about the royal baby. I mean, is it just like, is anybody swept up in Avengers Mania? We're I currently both of us sitting in um, Avengers costumes. I'm wearing my Iron Man <laughs> helmet. And I've come as the um, light lightning bolt. The lightning bolt, yeah. It's a very famous character. I honestly can't tell any of those movies apart. I can't either. Like, I, 
There was the other one that came out uh, in her. What was the? There was something else that just came out. The Kingsman. Yes, yeah. that looks amazing. Yeah, uh, but I still haven't. Is that to where see she, that. she has a syringe foot? I didn't like the <laughs> syringe foot. <laughs> I'm that sorry. was, I think, Planet Terror in. Uh, uh, wasn't that in what you call it? Oh, uh, Grindhouse. Am I just like eight years ago? Oh, okay. That, that... was it. she had a gun leg. Is yeah. that what you're thinking? Oh, that was, oh yeah, right. yeah. That was a gun no, leg. Kingsman. The show right. has like knife legs, knife knife feet. Yeah, it, but it looks more like a, a mathematician's compass. It's a very specific pointy <laughs> yeah. leg, and yeah. I it would be bad for walking and only good for karate kicking and stabbing. So. Yeah, so she well, and, and geometry. Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. She Making was, perfect she circles. The most beautiful circles in the sun. Just a perfect chalk outline of the person you just killed. Wait, are we thinking of the movie Circles? That's probably what's I happening. I know right? that I'm thinking of Kingsman. All of the Kingsmen. Okay. Has anyone here seen Kingsman? No. 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 Am I it wrong looked in thinking it's written by the woman who wrote Kick Ass? Yeah, Jonathan Ross's wife. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jane no. Goldman. That's a terrible okay. way to also describe didn't it. see that. Yeah. Film writer, that's the way I'll always remember her. Yeah, like, much like George first. Clooney's wife. Oh. Mm. Mm. But yeah, think about that one, America and <laughs> UK and the rest of the world. All right, question number two. British guerrilla art and public amenities news. In Bury, Greater Manchester, one civic-minded artist is using graffiti to highlight the neighborhood problem of potholes. What is he doing to these holes in the road? Cankles. Uh, U.S. He is drawing penises around the outside of them. That is correct. He is spray painting dicks around them. He is a literal street artist who's been drawing literal pictures of penises around literal potholes as a way to get the city council to fix them. The mystery artist says they don't get filled. Suddenly you draw something amusing around it. Everyone sees it and it gets reported or fixed. A spokesman for the city council calls the art obscene and counterproductive, <laughs> but sometimes you got to take the law into your own hands and you got to draw a dick with those hands, right? That's right. I thought it was interesting that a lot of those potholes were dick-shaped, so he was just really doing an just, outline with yeah. spray paint like as opposed chalk, to... Like a yeah. dead person chalk outline? Exactly. It didn't take a lot of imagination to <laughs> yeah. see the penis. Okay, uh, there's another point on the board. If anyone can tell me the name of this street artist. It's a name this person gave him uh, or herself. Uh, oh, 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 you know what? Honestly, <laughs> Karen, Karen got in there just under the wire. Wanksy. Wanksy. Well, yeah. you know what? One point for each Three of us. Three of us. Uh, uh, even though I called on Karen, <laughs> Holly. Do you use the word wank in America? Um, I mean, sometimes we do. But it, doesn't really, it hasn't really guys, taken yeah. hold. Yeah. So yeah. you, you yeah. don't use the phrase like wanky to describe something that's just mm. sort of pretentious. and. No, we're still riding on the strength of tallywhacker. <laughs> yeah, still, it's very, very still popular. strong. It's yeah. still paying dividends. I mean, if anything, we use it too much here. We use wanky, it for everything. Yeah, it's a real go-to Wanker, word. Wanking, oh, wanker, wanky. of course. You know, um, uh, 50 Cent, I know I'm supposed to say Fitty, but I'm just not going to, yeah. on his first album had a song called Wanksta. He tried to make that happen. It was like gangsta, but wanksta, like you a wanksta. Didn't really, didn't really take off. Didn't really take off. It's a roll of the dice, hip-hop slang. Uh, for a bonus point, give me your own dick pun parody point, of a famous- from, okay, <laughs> great points right out of the gate, Holly. <laughs> Give me your own dick pun parody of a famous artist or work of art, for example, Salvador Balzi or The Scream, <laughs> because somebody punched oh. my dick. Uh, Can I just say that I did a degree in art history, so I have 45 of them. Okay, let's hear them. Okay. Yeah. Gerhard Dichter. What? Or Gethard Dichter. Yeah, okay, one. Good. Membrant. <laughs> Rather than El, El Greco, E Reco, um, William Morris and the Arts and Shafts movement. That's uh, brilliant. Okay, you know what? Uh, two points for that one. So we're up to six. Kokusai. Can I add one? I'm, I'm international. Can I add one quickly? Sure. sure. Uh, Constable's the Haywang. Perfect. The Bona Lisa. 
Yeah. Nice. Oh, oh, like oh here we go. Here's a, this one isn't so much a pun, but it's just neat. Girl with the pearl necklace. Botticelli's The Birth of Penis. <laughs> Anything by Grumwood. Sure. And, and uh, Spafael. Oh, You're welcome. I don't get that that's one, what but a, yes. That's what a Cambridge uh, degree US. gets you. <laughs> End her uh, reign of terror. Give me one. <laughs> I, I love hearing a British accent saying all those filthy things. It's so enjoyable to me. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't think of my own because I'm busy laughing. And did, I can't stop. Did you I, only have Boner Lisa? All, that's all I had was Boner Lisa. <laughs> yeah, that would have been, been good for you, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, here's been another one. Ja- uh, Jackson Bullock. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. And, and, and any one of his artworks. Can you do True. a couple for us? Because we're really, uh, we really underperformed on this question. <laughs> um, well, that's a no. That's no. a resounding no. That is a, that awkward silence All means right. no. Let's move on. Question number three. Royal baby branded food item news. All right. An ice cream brand known as the Lictators are celebrating the impending birth of the royal baby by selling an ice cream made with what special ingredient? Kankles? U.S.? Is it mother's milk? It is oh. mother's Milk. Literally human milk? Literally human milk. Victoria Hiley, or Hilly, I don't know, a breastfeeding rights activist, wanted to remind moms around the country about the importance of breastfeeding. So she teamed up with the Lictators, and that is the last time I'm going to say their name, (laughs) uh, to release Royal Baby Gaga Breast Milk Ice Cream. It is made with eight ounces of breast milk, 88 grams of caster sugar, and a quarter cup of good old-fashioned shock value. Speaking of shocks, (laughs) guess what, folks? We have some for each team to try. Whoa! Uh, In comes the ice cream. Uh, Uh, UK, you've got the genuine Royal Baby Gaga breast milk ice cream. Uh. Uh, Team US, you have Haagen Dazs ice cream bars. I hope hope someone spunked in it just to make this fit. I may or may not have. I hope someone spunked in it. I I mean, it's it's an audio medium, but if you saw my face at the moment, it's horrified. You know what's worrying? It's got sort of solid lumps in it as well. Well, I'm, I'm guessing mm. that's uh, scabs. Oh, God. Mm. <laughs> I've never seen a man yeah. play with his food quite as much as this. I, I mean, it's. <laughs> am I supposed to eat this now? Yeah, you're supposed to eat that now. Is it like a cannibal? It tastes Are like you... a... Yeah. It's delicious. It does I'm taste having nice. more. <laughs> it does taste like actually very nice ice cream. It's really good. Mm. Really? Oh. Well, you're missing out, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. talk, talk me through it. I'm I'm in the middle of a paleo challenge. Well, I can't it's, have ice cream. Um, it's so just tell served, me everything about it. It's served in a breast. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. Sort of like a coconut. Weirdly reminds me oh, of sure. my mum. Yeah, it's very... Uh-huh. And, uh, Keep talking. Slower. Yeah. <laughs> it's creamy. Very creamy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to eat any more because I'm making myself okay. feel sick. Okay. So but, it's um, just any mother? You can have any mother's milk? I guess, Is yeah. that safe? I mean, I mean, I don't think you can just point to somebody on the street and say, I want hers, and then bring her in. No, you can't demand school, it. But yeah, <laughs> I would imagine that there's Once a variety of Once you procure it, it is it okay to ingest? Uh, Team UK, I'm going to stop torturing you. That is just regular ice cream, but only oh, because we can't oh, actually oh, afford <laughs> the breast milk ice cream. It costs 15 pounds, which is like 872 American dollars, I think, or something like that. You, Team US, you also have ice cream bars. You can eat them if you like. I, I know it's morning time. And it's weird. It's I have a hog and dogs. I'm a non dairy person as well. Are as you really? Well. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing your paleo challenge for three years. I'll be damned. Now I know that it's normal ice cream. It doesn't taste as good. Mm. It tasted <laughs> better before. And the fact that it's in no a tip one. makes me what, really concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I really was going to try it if you were going to bring it in here. Yeah. Just I to say it. I did. And I, I could cheat. I, w- I could have had a bite. Yeah, here's a question <laughs> for you. Yep. If you're having an anti lactose, Diet. 
Does breast milk technically count as that because you would have eaten that? As a oh, child? is it yeah. dairy if it's not a cow? I don't know. I, yeah, I, it's breast milk dairy. Yeah, I think milk is milk. Is it? There's nothing more paleo yeah, ve- than Vegans milk. don't have a yeah. problem with breastfeeding their children. Well, I guess I what, think it, you're depend- right. it depends what goes right. in the human that's expressing the milk, I guess. If they've been eating yeah. loads of yeah. beef burgers, then it's not vegan. But if they're vegan too, it gets, you have to look back a long way to who's breastfed yeah. who before yeah. you yeah. work out whether it's vegan That's or not. That's what's annoying about the diet. You're like supposed to eat like a caveman, but I'm sure by cave people knew that you're supposed to yeah, suck I guess on you your could mom's have, nipple, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess you could. But that it was just, it's early. shocking how little that comes up in my life. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I would love to stop talking about this. Uh, let's recap our scores. At the end of round one, the UK's got 14, the US has five. Wow. Pick wow. Pick Jeez. It Pick oh, it up, each of those jokes garnered a point? Listen, I'm in charge Is of the points. Any... That's the okay. way it works. That's the way it works. Now, I'm going to get to know the teams in between rounds. UK, let's say hello to you first. Holly Walsh, you're a very familiar face. Hi. To anyone who watches British panel shows. Americans have not quite nailed the panel show formula, which is why this show is so wildly popular right now. Uh, <laughs> how can uh, Americans embrace panel show culture. What I enjoy about We're trying the, to make it um, happen. the Americans' attitude to panel shows is that in the UK, if you ask a funny question, people spend 20 or 25 minutes giving sarcastic answers. Whereas in America, if you ask a funny question, people give the correct answer immediately. Oh, wow. And there's, so in a way, you're making your lives so much easier. Whereas we show off like a bunch of wankers. Yeah. You're <laughs> like a bunch of wankers. fannying about, you're winning. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> it's actually a really good point. It w- that's so that's winning yeah, in a technical way, but much, much less entertaining. Yeah, so kind true. of losing. I guess yeah. that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't we really? I mean, really, at the end of the day. I'm yeah, going to yeah, be more I, cheeky. I guess you have 89 episodes, whereas we only have two. So that's how that pans out. You actually have probably more, <laughs> more answers than we do. We just fit them all into less episodes. <laughs> yeah. You have to right. make the most of those two episodes that you get. Yeah, because uh-huh. yeah. we have such short seasons. I love that. We have I series that. that are three episodes long at the moment. Yeah. That's the thing at the moment. <laughs> Genuinely, that's that. not even a joke. The BBC at the moment does three episode long series. That's yeah. that's and they do about six we of those instead of yeah. doing and one. in America they're literally called seasons because that's how long they go on. Yeah. yeah. You know, like yeah. like <laughs> snow melts in the time between the beginning of Homeland <laughs> and the end of yeah. Homeland. You know, I just watched the first episode of Bloodline and I was and I loved it and I was like, God damn it, there are thirteen of these goddamn things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm upset that I'm gonna lose that much fucking time. They could tell the story in oh, four episodes. Oh, we watched, uh, yeah, we, me and my husband watched the whole of The Sopranos, and that's so weird looking at a box set and being like, that was 87 hours of my life. Yeah. And yeah. By the way, As... 87 are the best hours of yeah, my life. Yeah, it's a good one Solid to choose. Yeah. Imagine if you'd done Prison Break, the whole thing. That's like about a <laughs> 1,000 hours. It's hundreds of episodes of that. Yeah. That's Tony Way. Hello. Now, the last time you were on, we declared your Game of Thrones character, Sir Dantas, the official character of International Waters, and then one week later... The official character of International Waters <laughs> fucking died. Died. Yeah, I couldn't tell anyone. I, I had a, a week of press and promotion, and I couldn't. And they were all really excited for me. Well, saying they were, and I couldn't tell any of them that I was going to die in two weeks' time. Oh, yeah, so sorry about the, that. How did you keep the secret? I just didn't tell was anyone. It fear, intimidation. I just didn't tell anyone. I don't think anyone. Because I've been away for a bit from the show and then came back to it, I think I didn't right. think anyone would ever have guessed that I'd be dying so quickly. Tony, um, I've never seen the Game of Thrones, but did you have to do a sex scene? No, there was. You're I was almost person. supposed to do one. I was ripper. almost supposed to. My first scene was supposed to be me with my uh, with no trousers or pants on. 
but they rewrote that, thank Christ. You with your hay wang out. With my hay wang out, yeah. <laughs> now we are going to get to meet the Team US after the break, but right now, let's take a break. <laughs> Hey, you like t-shirts, right? How about a mug? Are your walls looking a little bare? Visit maxfunstore.com and cover all of these bases and more. We just added some amazing new shirts and posters. So visit today and outfit your home and torso with the freshest MaxFun merch. Maxfunstore.com. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to International Waters. Love is magic. I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us playing for the USA are Chris Fairbanks and Karen Kilgariff over in London playing for the UK. Holly Walsh, Tony Way. It is time for a round recalling him. I want my... Oh, God, I wish I hadn't started singing. I want my... I want my childhood... Yeah. <laughs> it's around about 90s pop music imagine having that as your ringtone so <laughs> yeah, somebody will someday uh so all right this is around about 90s pop music so uh so pin some condoms to your dungarees put one in the left eye of your glasses eat a tiny prada backpack full of ecstasy and join me in a lumbata that's the forbidden dance as we celebrate 90s music from both sides of the pond that's why we gave this category an 80s title no need to buzz in all right Team UK, you are up first. Let's start things off with a song from a quintessential 90s TV star known for her giant career longevity. The song is literally called Let's Go Bang from the album Let's Go Bang. Let's go listen. What the hell was that? All right, that's, yeah. that's enough. That's Make enough. a great radio DJ. Right. <laughs> that was Let's Go Bang. Uh, Does that okay. mean like let's go so, off and have intercourse yeah. or let's That has ourselves. been the eternal question. I, I think it Is like, it like let's explode? Like let's, a gun. Let's go like we're exploding? It felt like my ears were in a drive-by just then. <laughs> yeah, or is it like literally let's go somewhere and bang each other? Uh, yes. I don't know. A closet that's what it is, isn't it? Let's go bang. Let's go and bang. Yeah. Because in America, they yeah. drop a lot of the smaller words yeah. that are integral to a sentence. Like, yeah, you, you, get you right just... To it. My, name like, <laughs> my name, Tony. My name, Tony, or um, I'm going to write you. Yeah. And I'm going to say, this is kind of a hint, or maybe not, but the the whole, like, straddling the, like, sweet and dirty line is kind of this performer's well, sock and trade. Like, say, it's the whole thing of, like... You're supposed to guess who it is. You're supposed to guess who it is. Now, normally, these questions are worth two points, but I'm going to give you five. If you can guess who was singing that, and I'm going to give you some clues and take away a point for each clue. Do you I know what? You. I don't think this was a hit on this side of the pond. It certainly was not. Oh, it wasn't a hit on this side of the pond either. No, no, I've never heard it. Don't get it twisted. We did not like this song <laughs> I'm either. Gonna say, like, I'm going to have to say like Gloria Estefan. But if we, should we have a no. clue first? Oh, yes. Yeah, Let's have a clue. Before I say that. Yeah. Okay, all right. Let's not all give right. it away. <laughs> Giving you a clue, taking away a point. She was in Party of Five. That means nothing. Oh, what does that um, mean? Party of Five. It's brilliant, that TV show. Yeah. Um, Neve Campbell. It was good, wasn't it? Was she in that? No. All right, one more. And then one more clue, one less point. Was she point. not in that? Oh, yeah, she was, but it wasn't her. Yeah, okay. Uh, she was the ghost whisperer. 
Oh, now I know. So now you're at three points. Man, I'm lost. These are all, well, none of these words make any sense to me. <laughs> you, you would have seen Party Five. Uh, it was sort of out of that time of my so-called life and all that kind of thing. All right, um, giving you one more clue. <laughs> okay, you weren't Losing a teenage girl in the nineties. I can tell. <laughs> she was. She was in that you Lifetime show where she worked at a hand job boutique. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I don't know who it is. <laughs> all right. No uh, idea. Baffled. All right, I'm gonna get. This is a, a, a. If you get it after this one, you get one point. Uh, I have a friend who calls her Jennifer Love Huge Tits. Oh, okay. Oh. Now I know who it is. Gloria Estefan, as Gloria. I said. God. It's uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. It is Jennifer yes. Love Hewitt. One point to yes. you. Uh, yeah, she has released she four. She was in she, Party of Five. She was in Party of Five. Yeah, she was uh, Bailey's girlfriend. Uh, watched every goddamn episode. She, had, she always had her sleeves pulled over her hands. Always, she was yeah. always so timid. Oh, she's so small, and she and would cold. do. That's a sign, I, sign of a nerves, yeah. nervousness. She yeah. and Nev Campbell did the same thing, and it's. I, I know that this is not. You can't see me, but they would like. They would start saying a sentence really quickly, and then they would <laughs> look away, and then come back and finish the sentence. Like they would go over and down, and then oh, was the, literally every single fucking line. All right, uh, she she came out with four albums. And two greatest tits albums. Wow! Oh, wow. Greatest tits. Greatest yes. <laughs> greatest tits. We're leaving these. Yeah. We're leaving these out. These are important puns that need to be said. Yeah. <laughs> and then she also she had a song called "Bare Naked" that was all about how she feels exposed. Oh wow! Yeah, she's a peach. <laughs> uh, okay, question number two is for Team USA. I will now give a dramatic reading of a huge hit from the '70s, reworked into a huge hit from the '90s, recorded by a British artist both times. Name this tune. Loveliness we've lost. These empty days without your smile. This torch will always carry for our nation's golden child. What the hell? What's the song? Isn't it? The... No, it's not for you, UK. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. God she damn couldn't it. tell because we're dead silent staring at each other here. <laughs> Team US, would you like to guess? I mean, now that you've literally heard the answer, wait, can I, if yeah, I, I guess did. part of it, which is in the seventies, was it? Why don't you guess the part of it you just heard? We didn't hear. There's always uh, <laughs> well, 10 voices at once. Was it an ABBA song first? No. <sighs> that doesn't even sound familiar to me. And I like to think of myself Abba, as a Abba lyric. aren't English, British. No, I know. But they, you guys love them so much. Yeah. Yeah. But then, but I don't think that makes them British. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to fight with you. Yeah, yeah. You just you just spit in their face, Karen. <laughs> I didn't mean uh, to. Yeah. Uh, do you want to just take a guess? Take a swing. Name uh, an artist. Was Name it a song. Roxette? It was not Roxette. They are also not British. Shit. This is a real insight into American view of uh, <laughs> abroad. Yeah. So All right. Your condescension. UK. UK. You want to tell us? You want to tell us what it was? We don't know, do we, Holly? We've got, We've no, got idea. no idea. You blurted no. it, right? You fucking <laughs> gave us. All right, let's just hear it. <laughs> Loveliness we've lost these empty days without your smile. I thought maybe it was Elton. Yeah, well, you didn't oh. say it, did you? No, because you did a weird reading and, yeah. and then we... <laughs> It was weird. Then we started. I get it. Uh, yeah. I get it now. Yeah, there was Candle in the Wind 97 <laughs> by Elton John. It was a reworking of his hit to commemorate the death of Princess Diana. To commemorate the death? Whatever. This celebrate song, it. Yeah, to, celebrate to celebrate it, the death I think it's a better Princess Diana. Uh, the song remains the UK's best ever selling single. 
which is amazing. Oh, Diana. And also the worst karaoke choice you could ever do. I would just like to I say for to, myself uh, that the yeah. second you asked that question, mm-hmm. I immediately forgot the qualifiers within the yeah. question. Uh-huh. So I wasn't trying to guess a British band. No. Is, I was just is, panicking and trying to get it right. Ace of Base is British, though, right? <laughs> they are not. They are <laughs> still. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now, now Kylie Minogue is definitely <laughs> British, no, though, right? She, okay. Not. She's I don't understand. Here's my thing about Candle in the Wind 97. How did Goodbye England's Rose not become a thing that sassy gay guys say to each other all the time? Like, by Felicia? How is that not because the by Felicia have, of its time? Because we have respect. I have respect okay, for the so. Queen of Hearts. <laughs> I guess yeah. so. Too many syllables. That's my guess. And also, how did the Queen of Hearts not become a thing that gay guys say to each other? <laughs> oh, here's uh, for a bonus point. Would anyone like to guess what the best-selling single in the U.S. is? All-time best-selling single in the U.S. Um, can I ask if it's by Michael Jackson? Nope. Okay. I mean, you can, but it isn't. Okay. Is it Elvis? Nope. Is it We Built the City on Rock and Roll? Yes! Yeah! No. Is it? Oh, wow. No, it's not. Oh, shit! Like Unchanged not. Melody or something. <laughs> it's not. Can I tell you? There's so many re-releases. Once, uh, long ago, when I lived in New York, I was having a party, and it was very late at night, and there were too many people in my apartment, and I wanted them to leave, and I wasn't. <laughs> I don't like confrontation, so I was like, I'm going to put on the worst song I have in my collection and just make people leave. That song is We Built wow. the City by Starship. <laughs> Twice as many people came into my house from the streets. <laughs> like, it's a fucking crowd pleaser even when you don't want to please a crowd. Oh, all right. Wow. Uh, best selling U.S. single I of all time. I used to know this, but my. Of all time. Anyone? Of all time. And bearing in mind, time has gone on much longer than America. Yeah, it means. And also, that, that means it's going to have to be at least another millennia before that gets beaten. Yeah. 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 Is it that Celine Dion Titanic no. song? No, it's not. It is White Christmas by Bing Crosby. Oh, oh. God sold sick. over 250 million copies. And number two is Candle in the Wind 97. <laughs> I, I have personally bought, uh, if it was that Mariah Carey song, I've personally bought that Mariah Carey Christmas song about 11 times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think most women who've been single a lot in Every time you get a new phone <laughs> Christmas well. have bought, yeah. Bing Crosby also did a duet with David Bowie. He sure did. <laughs> That's how I say it now. Yep, yep, <clears throat> pretentious. <laughs> what was Bing's real name? Was he I... called Bing? I don't know. It's being it a name. Be. It I think. Be. I think it's, uh, yeah. Really? I think it is. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the answer is yes. It's on his army uniform. Uh, Team UK. Holding a picture you know, he was the first yeah, person to be sponsored by Google. I mean, by um, whatever the thing was. By Bing. <laughs> Team UK, this question is for you. In 1991, CNC Music Factory released a song called Things That Make You Go Hmm about the awkward experiences that give everyday life just a little spicy kick. Here's a clip. Hey ladies, have you ever had a man Go away for business, come back with a tan Comes home late at night from work You cooked him dinner, now you feel like a jerk Saying he didn't have time to eat And he's not even hungry, he wants to be treat Took the bedroom, he says his head hurts You only make a love in radical spurts Mysterious calls and the phone goes and Radical spurts is not a thing that stuck out in my mind <laughs> like, I remember po- this song, but positive. I don't remember that line Yeah, yeah that's, that's a yeah. I'm due for a radical spurt. Yeah. I'm sorry, that was terrible. It's, it's, you're describing a sprinkler. <laughs> it's like the musical version of Bad Observational Comedy, that song, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, no, it's yeah. terrible. Big time. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah. It, it was... I was on an airplane and the food was bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst t- turkey that I've ever had. What's Actually, all that about? <laughs> it sounds a bit like Arrested Development, which was another 
big um, yeah. rap group at that time. Sure. Yeah. That song really reminds me of when I was like a teenager. We mm. basically used to go to these things called raves, but they were discos, oh, and right. they were just our school that called them that. You're an actual, you're an actual they rave person. Like, everyone played. They played uh, Cypress Hill, and then they'd play oh. like that, and then they play <laughs> a slow dance, and we'd all get off, and then we go. That home. Sounds great. Oh shit! <laughs> Let's do that tonight. I thought raves were so much cooler than that. Cypress yeah. Hill? Well, this was our school's version of a rave. Oh, a school rave. It, yeah. Traditionally, like a rave is in the middle of nowhere and you're off your face on yeah, drugs. Sort of acid. Yeah. Yeah. I never it's like got a teacher to... had read about raves and, yeah. and thought, oh, well, they're cool. Yeah. Children like those. We're going to so. call them raves. <laughs> the way that goes. Uh, if Freedom Williams seemed like he was primed for a successful career, wasn't he? The, the rapper from CNC Music Factory? Mm-hmm. Clavellis and Cole, you mean? Clavellis and Cole? That's the, wow, only, thing. That's the only thing. I knew yeah. that one thing. It seemed like he was going to have a career, but he didn't. Yeah, but no. Goodbye, England's rest. I knew he wouldn't. <laughs> I just really wanted to say goodbye. Uh, all right. Now, okay. So what else would make one go, hmm, I'm going to name three situations. You tell me which did not make CNC Music Factory go, hmm. And as a matter of fact, I'm gonna, right. we, can all, we can all give them one. There okay. are three. There's one for each of us. I'll start. Your boss <laughs> hires a very attractive woman, and they're seen heading into a series of closed-door meetings. Eventually, she's promoted ahead of you, even though she is rather unintelligent. That makes you go, hmm. That's scenario number one. Uh, scenario number two will be read by Karen Kilgariff. You know when um, uh, your girlfriend's best friend comes over to your house sure. and starts hitting on you as a ruse to test your fidelity? Oh, yeah. And the ruse becomes real as she really tries to get with you. As your girlfriend enters, you go, hmm. Yeah, I mean, that'll make you go, hmm, for sure. <laughs> Put a little spice on the end uh, of that. Scenario that makes you go, hmm, number three. Chris Fairbanks. Oh, that's that common occasion where your wife becomes pregnant <laughs> around the time your best friend moves in, huh? And starts contributing financially. However, in the delivery room, you learn that your child looks exactly like your best friend. What? Yeah, you go, hmm. hmm. Okay, which of those <laughs> scenarios did not make CNC Music Factory go, hmm? I'm pretty sure number two is a is a hmm. Do you think mm-hmm. that's? So, I think we should discount that. Okay, mm. let's get that right. I out. don't know about one and three. Okay, mm. I think number one doesn't make anyone go hmm. No, but I think number three is like whose best friend moves in with them. Mm, <laughs> if they're true. like a married couple, that's yeah. true. But yeah, that's I mean, weird, th- think it? about yeah. think about the moment go, hmm. they were yeah, in. It makes me go. Huh. Yeah, I mean, this is right around the time of Bust a Move, where it's like. Your best friend Harry has, has a brother a, a Larry. Larry. I think it was Larry. And he's hoping that you can make it there if you can, because in the ceremony you'll in be, five you, weeks they're yeah, gonna marry. In five days. And Die, you're, days. why are you oh, your best friend's brother's best man? Yeah, it's very. That doesn't incestuous. make any fucking sense. That's that more like an R. Well, Kelly. So you're song. saying back yeah. in that day people were a lot more lax about. Yeah, it was marriage. Yeah. Yeah. They were in a big hurry to make a Back in the nineties, everyone was having sibling threesomes. <laughs> you know, that was what, the thing. The... <laughs> sure. That was their thing. Wow. All right, so what doesn't make CNC Music Factory go, hmm? I reckon the first one. First one? Yeah, I'm going to go with the first one. The answer is the first one. The answer is the first one. We oh, assume CNC what? Music Factory would disapprove of sleeping your way to the top, but we don't know that that would necessarily make them go, hmm? hmm. Seems pretty common. They, I also assume they don't work in an office. It's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Well, one of them. They work in a factory, clearly. All right. Team US. (laughs) Question number four is just for you, Team US. This song is essentially a moth with 1997 painted on its wings. It crawls inside your ears and lays a billion eggs in your head. It is this. Oh, good Lord. Yes. Everybody, (laughs) do it. 
Then how many different beers do you drink after that, sir? <laughs> All right. Who was the artist? It was Chumbawamba. Chumbawamba is correct. All right. I will give you 10 points if you can say any other thing about that band. Uh, the album name is Tub Thumping. Sure. And they were very political before this album. Okay. Yeah. That, that's included in the 10. They had lost, the res- 10 they lost respect to their friends and peers after this album. Okay. Um, I made that one up, but it's The girl that true. was in Probably it had true. great bangs. She did have good bangs. Yeah, she did well good bangs. Yeah, yeah. and cool glasses. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the band was indeed Chumbawamba. They were a Manchester based anarcho punk agitprop <laughs> folk pop collective yes. led by vegan activist Dan Burt No Bacon. <laughs> His name is No Bacon? No Bacon. Oh. Danbert No Bacon. Yep. And they were so principled that this song was eventually featured on the soundtrack to Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think they also, as a side note, didn't they throw something either at or on a politician, I think? I'm sure well, they did. It sounds so like something vague, they would do. But they that's did some, do something like that. That is a real no bacon move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that like being in, uh, in the UK in like 1997? You're pre-Diana. Uh, you're post-Spice Girls. Great. Was it? Was that? Was that it a was happy great, time to be a Brit? I was perfect for me. I was. I was uh, perfect age to get just getting drunk. I was sixteen. Yeah. You were sixteen. So I was. I was. What was I? Twenty? No, eighteen, nineteen. Mm-hmm. I was. I was. I had a great time. <laughs> I, I was stuck Rip at pop. a. Um, I was stuck at a uh, boarding school where everyone had to wear Tudor uniforms, and uh-huh. um, our only outlet was Tudor. Cypress Hill. So oh. it was a pretty tough year for me. Cypress Hill. So, Tudor, so the raves. Hang about these raves that you were talking about earlier. They were in Tudor dress. So yeah, okay. I'll tell you what happened. We had full length smocks. <laughs> Um, the boys had to wear breeches, the girls had to wear skirts, but you all had to wear yellow socks. Then you were given like a white shirt with a kind of jabot on it. Anyway, what happened was the deal was when you went to the rave, you were allowed to wear whatever you liked on the top, but you had to keep on your skirt or breeches <laughs> and your yellow socks, oh, right? Wow. So what happened was as soon as the teachers left the room, everyone would take off their skirts and they'd all be wearing gingham hot pants. Right. And, you, and then as soon as the teacher came back into the room, you would struggle to just get a skirt on to cover up your gingham hot pants. But you would keep your yellow stockings up to your... Um, it was the most bizarre, creepy thing you've ever seen. That is the most delightful rave story I've ever That's heard. That's exactly what most people experienced on drugs, but oh. we weren't on drugs. We a very different 1996 to what I had. Yeah, yeah. You weren't wearing Jenko jeans, wasn't everyone wearing Jenko jeans at all? The red, yeah. very bad. No, we Jenko were jeans. we were all wearing three Spliff, strap Spliffy Adidas, jeans. Uh, spliffy jeans. About the year before, I'd say 96 was the start of Britpop proper. Everyone was dressed like their uncle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Sure. Oh yeah, a yeah. lot of um, Parkers. A lot of Parkers. Yeah, I had about six. Yeah, and you were yeah. in, in like Adidas three. You strap. were like in your third wave of Britpop. It was like your menswear and your suede. Right? <laughs> I reckon Menswear was just threw up at the that. sound of the name Menswear. Wasn't Richard Gervais the manager of Menswear? Uh, he was the manager of Swade. Swade. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I liked them. Menswear were awful. They were I saw pretty, them live. They were pretty rough. Oh, After that, that bit of fun. <laughs> menswear was a band. I honestly thought band. you were talking about what people were wearing. Oh, men were wearing uh, men uh, were menswear. Wearing menswear. <laughs> in 1997. It's funny that they were there listening, that you were listening to Cypress Hill and I was here listening to the Style Council. Yeah. Uh, just, the grass yeah, is always yeah, greener. But that's what I International Waters Council. is about. Yeah, <laughs> that's really right. Us Love will build a bridge. <laughs> yeah. Hands across the ocean. Love is magic. Insane in the, insane in the membrane. Insane in the brain. There you go. Boy, has that aged poorly. 
<laughs> After that, <laughs> the scores are UK is just ahead with 16. The US has 15. Oh, Let's yeah. say hello to our Ooh, American wow. team. We just high five, but our hands are sweaty, so you couldn't hear it. We Gross. <laughs> yep. Chris Fairbanks, uh, last time you were on the show, you <laughs> were just finishing- be my ringtone. <laughs> uh, last time you were here, you were finishing up Cocktails and Dreams. Cocktails and Dreams, A, a yes. web video where you green screened yourself into the film Cocktail. Forrest Gumped, yes. That is fantastic. How did it? How did you do it? Um, it was me surrounded by green at all times, not knowing where my eye line should be, and yeah. being we we had to shoot pretty much everything a second time so it would line up. Yeah, with Tom Cruise or Brian Brown, and then, uh, and then yeah, it took it just took five months to com- uh, assemble, and it is seamless, and it's so funny. It's so oh, funny. thank you, thank uh, you very much. What are you gonna do next? Do you know, well, we did that. The- we did a episode of Dragnet last year, and it's just together they are kind of a proof of concept for some sort of show where a comic kind of quantum leaps from all these old movies. Yeah. yeah. Kind of exactly like Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, but uh-huh. without it's uh, Steve Martin. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's the catch. No Steve Martin. Love it. And nothing says comedy like proof of concept. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a fun phrase. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not even my phrase. Not sure if I'm using it properly. <laughs> totally works. Karen Kogareff. Uh, British listeners who absolutely refuse to consume any American-based comedy <laughs> might have seen you on the book group, Channel That's 4 right. sitcom. That's right. How'd you end up on that? I'm not sure. Um, it was the second season, mm-hmm. and uh, the lead girl, played by Anne Dudek, had a sis- her sister come to visit. And I actually auditioned like I made a tape reading into uh, a camera in my boyfriend's apartment. Yeah. And it was one of the weirdest things because I... I'm a terrible auditioner, but I think because I got to do it like on my own terms that it was much better than normal. Yeah. And I think they were looking for like a Janine Groflo type. Right. So I I guess I fit into that. Perfect. That was directed by Annie... uh... What's her name? Yes, it? yes, yes it Annie, was. What's her name? Shit, what's her last what's her name? name? <laughs> I should definitely, I should definitely know the her last name. Festival. Yeah, she's done a, a bunch of stuff. She's she's Annie she's Griffin. Great. Annie Griffin. Annie Griffin is her yeah, name. And great. actually, from Game of Thrones, the man that played the Hound, Rory. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Rory, yeah. Rory was on that show as well. Uh, wow. Is he the guy in the wheelchair? So, yeah. So Annie something and Rory and, and Karen Colgar. He was like Madonna. Like he's the Madonna. No, it, was a, of... it was an amazing show. I know he, he's Rory oh, McCann. He's a friend. Yes, he's an amazing exactly. He's Rory brilliant. McCann. It was very very intimidating to be on a TV show with a bunch of British actors because in America, the acting training is basically just being a show off, and then you somehow get onto TV. Yeah. Whereas all the people I was acting with had been to the Royal Shakespeare Academy yeah. and all these things. It was yeah. horrifying. I went there and was I, it... I was in a mini commercial and everyone else in this commercial with no lines. It was just us driving in a car with music and uh, they all were trained. Oh, they yeah. were all dancers. They were all stage actors. They yeah. had all been in some regular in a in a series mm-hmm. and yeah. I was just, oh, I'm a comedian. That, yeah. So that got they're all, this gig. They're all making so, it out. But you all got they're the same check. It out. It's not yeah, true. We all, yeah, they got paid a little more, I think. <laughs> I, got a free I would hope so. I, got a free I would hope so. I got to go to Buxton. Uh, Karen, your album Live at the Bootleg is available? <laughs> That's right. Where can listeners get it? Um, iTunes and a special thing records are the people that put it out. Okay. Yeah. You know, I can probably skip the question, where can listeners get it? iTunes is <laughs> always going to be the answer, isn't it? Right? Pretty much, yes. I'll go, I, go to your computer and I just yeah. search for it. That. It'll be there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. The you can get it at the internet. We can retire that question. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back with our final round after this. Yeah. <laughs> 
Ty is a pedantic person. I think when he pronounces these words, it's, it's in a very show-offy way. Gyro. Gyro. Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. Ayers rock. Uluru. <laughs> <laughs> what you are witnessing is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with real cases. They call in via Skype to Judge John Hodgman's court, the real people's court. Now I call you to Judge John Hodgman's internet court. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Hey, welcome back. Let's move on to our final round. Now I know both teams have tried super hard. I want you to know it's been as useless as Donald Trump. And that's the end of that sentence because <laughs> the winner of the final round will receive one million points. Oh, what am I going to do with them? I'll is feel that, like what, Trump once is, I get them. What's the yeah. currency exchange rate in the UK for points? I think that uh, means it's, it's probably about it's two exactly points. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's about a million six six hundred thousand points in the UK. Listen, it's a lot of points. You guys, it's a lot of points. Okay. Don't push me. Uh, <laughs> all right. Now, our final round is an old favorite that we like to call slash fic, okay? The most bizarre and delightful of all internet genres is slash fic, which is fan-made fiction cramming together two pop culture characters who wouldn't normally interact. It doesn't have to be sexual, but it totally has to be sexual. So we're going to give each team two characters, one American, one British. You will have to improvise an erotically charged tale of passion between them. My favorite gets one million points or more. I don't know. Maybe I'll give you more. I don't fucking know. I'm feeling frisky today. All right, Team US, you're a little bit behind, so I'm going to have you go first. I'm putting two minutes on the clock. Give me a steamy, sordid encounter between Tom Cruise and Thomas the Tank Engine. One is a terrifying machine with a simulated human face. The other is Thomas the Tank Engine. Now let's see some sparks fly. Your two minutes starts now. Do we tag team? Just do it. Yeah, just do it. You fucking tell me. Seeing him across at the party, Tom approached Richard Gere with only one question in mind. How did you build the courage? Gere knew what he meant. <laughs> and he said, yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be a gerbil. You can do it with any kind of object. That's when Tom looked at a nearby toddler who was playing with a toy train. He said, well, it feel the same as a gerbil. It's an inanimate train. But that's when the train started to smile and laugh. And yeah. that's when... Is this supposed to be erotic? Yeah. No, that was just a guy that in the background. You kind of interrupted my story. That's when he picked up the train and it entered his anus. Richard couldn't believe what he saw, but he joined in with the caboose. What are you guys doing with my train? The child exclaimed. Shut up, you're a kid, and you haven't reached any level of thetan yet. The entire train engulfed every man's party at that ass, or the other way around. Karen, I thought at any point you'd just join in. I'm just watching you struggle, and it's awesome. <laughs> Is this struggling? I thought it was going smoothly. No, I mean go smoothly. Okay, thank you. Anyway, the, uh, the whole uh, Tommy, the train, I wish I knew the other names of the cars, uh, was in every mailman's well, I mean, orifice. I mean, I think you're probably right at whatever you think they are. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Came in a woman who earlier had been serving drinks. It helps us experience childbirth. And she said, that's impossible. You're all just going to shit out trains. Don't you understand? The end. The end. <laughs> Can I just say I know Tom Cruise personally, and uh, yeah. I'm calling him right yeah. now. <laughs> I'm have a word with him Don't about tell that us. one. 
Don't tell him. It was a setup. <laughs> How much time is left? You still have 10 seconds. Uh, don't forget to rent Vanilla Sky. <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is. There Chris it is. going to murder me. Nah. <laughs> that was beautiful. Nah, it wasn't. You have, a, you have a wonderful way of just letting words flow out of your mouth no. without judging them. <laughs> yeah. It's a real, I, I really respect you for it. Uh, <laughs> Team UK. Right. I now need you to weave a sexually charged tale of lust between the Fast and the Furious, Vin Diesel, and Top Gear's Jeremy Clarkson. Red hot car guy on car guy action. What happens when America's number one tough guy, Vin Diesel, meets the UK's number one tough guy, the pile of garbage wrapped in human skin? Only you can decide and make it sexy. Your two minutes starts now. <laughs> Let's role play it. Okay. Jeremy Clarkson was disgusted at not having a hot dinner oh. after a long day's work. Oh, God, where's my, where's my steak? He said... I'm, I'm all hungry and horny. Staring at Vin Diesel's crotch. If I don't get a... Oh, sorry. <laughs> he, he, he leant over to Vin, who um, was two of his favourite things, Vin and Diesel. Uh, it's like fuel. It's like... Fill me, fill me. I want to be filled with Diesel. <laughs> leaded or unleaded, said Vin. Uh, I mean, strictly, I mean, I get that you're making a, a sort of innuendo there, but strictly speaking, <laughs> diesel is always leaded. Right. There's no such thing as so unleaded diesel. So you don't give a toss I about, mean, yeah, so I, you're, you're into my dirty emissions. Yeah, exactly. But just, I mean, I'm Jeremy Clarkson. I can't let a, a technical point about cars go past like that. I mean, I'm still horny. Yeah. But, you know, you're wrong. Okay. You're wrong about the cars. You know, nobody's ever called me wrong before. <laughs> well... This is now's the time. You're well wrong. Oh, this is the most submissive I've ever been," said Vin, bending over. Uh, you know, um, Stig's helmet isn't the only helmet you're going to get your hands on tonight. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, oh, you're so fast and furious. Thanks. We'll be doing it six more times, and it'll be huge in Asia. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. It's over. Yeah, that's it. Well, that was exactly what I wanted. It, yeah. was, it worked. It all worked for me. Yeah. <laughs> so sexy. I mean, I'm lost for words. But oh. then, then, to be fair, talking hasn't ever been a major part of my career. <laughs> <laughs> and your time is up. Thank Christ. What a rip-roaring transactional sexual experience <laughs> between Vin Diesel... Jeremy Clarkson. I think Holly deserves a round of applause for stepping up and being Vin Diesel there. I, oh, I've yeah. never seen a Fast and Furious. I don't. I really don't know who he is. <laughs> he's uh, he's the giant bald guy who sounds exactly like you. Yeah, it was spot on. He's the guy who's not the Rock, right? He's, he's the guy who's not the Rock. How he's many just a fairer skinned Rock? Yeah. How many auditions yeah. does Vin Diesel walk into and it's like the Rock sitting there and he's like balls? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. All right, let me let me mentally tally the points. That were both solid. They both had strengths. Both had weaknesses. But but I feel like the the one that I'm leaning toward started with seeing him across at the party <laughs> and just didn't let up from there. Team US, you're this week's greatest country in the world. Oh Congratulations. This is an upset. Woo! This is a real but upset. But had more jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and more enjoyment. <laughs> yeah, but ultimately yours yours was better. You know, like nobody really wants jokes. Oh, right. That's very true. true. No. Serious. Uh, if I've learned one thing as a uh, female comedian, right. it's that nobody likes this. The, the, As a male, the yes, nothing sexy. makes the boners go away like laughing <laughs> at him, at Congratulations, them. Team US. Now, before we go, do you guys have anything that you want to plug and then to offset the ego karma, anything that anyone else did that you might want to plug? Uh, 
Chris oh. Fairbanks. I did. Uh, name for a minute. I did an <laughs> art piece, uh, as did my father, for a uh, a, a fundraiser in uh, Montana, Missoula, Montana, the town I'm from, and uh, it is MissoulaSkatePark.org, and then click on the 2015 uh, art submissions, and I have a painting in there that I you can bid on and earn. That's my plug. You can earn a it painting, be, and I'll be at a comedy festival in Portland in a week. Yay. That's the more. Excellent. Ap- apropos, why I feel like I lost control of the English language You're during. Fine. Am I having a stroke? No. Nope. Is my one eye different than the <laughs> no, other no, eye? No, no, they're both okay, the same. Thank stuff. you very much, Karen. Uh, I'm also going to be at Bridgetown Comedy Festival in the Portland, mm-hmm. and uh, um, I think that's it in terms of plugs. Okay. Anything um, anyone else did that you want to? Yes. Bring um, attention to. Well. I, there's a show uh, called A Crime to Remember that yeah. I'm totally obsessed with, which is about old murders that they're doing. And they do it very stylistically. Um, like if it's a murder that happened in 1956, it's like all the reenactments are very exact of what that time looked like. And it's just kind of very well done. And I love a good murder show. Great. And this one is like one level above. I'm into it. Yeah. A Crime to Remember. Yeah. Tony Way. Hello. Hi. Um, plugging. Uh, I don't know. I'll- Everything I've been in is just being on, but I'm sure you can catch you up on all of it on iPlayers and uh, various streaming devices, such as Inside Number Nine, things like that. Oh, I, I watched that last night. It was brilliant. Inside Number Nine. It, Tony right. was brilliant in it. It's a good show. Um, okay. And uh, I'm doing Jekyll and Hyde at the moment for ITV, so that'll be out later in the year. Excellent. Um, yeah. You just missed everything. No, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, it would probably be reaching America right about now. Oh, Good. We welcome it. Here it is. It just landed in my lap. <laughs> uh, is there something someone else did that you would like to uh, bring attention to? I, I think the only thing that we can bring attention to at the moment, and it's, and it's a comedy podcast, but everyone should uh, send money to Nepal. Oh, yes. Oh. Yes. Right away. Good. Yes. Holly Walsh. Yeah, I, I don't have a lot to promote, but I did recently get Invisalign, you know, the uh, sort of oh, removable great. orthodontic brace, and uh-huh. it's really, really good, and I'm halfway through it, and I feel like if I talk about it enough then Invisalign might sort of sponsor me and give me my whole thing, <laughs> refund me for the money that I've spent on it. So That's smart. That's a smart I, um, I'd just like to unofficially endorse such an incredible piece of orthodontistry. <laughs> nice. Uh, and something, oh, okay, so. And also so give money are, to Nepal. So, yeah, Invisalign <laughs> is both something you have done and have not done, and please give money to Nepal. Uh, you can uh, follow me, at Dave Holmes, on the Missoula tip. Um, my nephew, Burke, just opened a, uh, barbecue, a, place. a barbecue place I, in downtown I, Missoula, I've Montana, said, called the Notorious P.I.G. If you're in the area, please go. <laughs> my friends went, and they loved it. Yes! And I don't know if they dropped uh, dropped names, oh, but I boy. think they just paid like normal people. That's that sounds great. amazing. That's yeah. fucking great. Notorious Chris Fairbanks. P.I.G. Isn't that the fucking best? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. hilarious. Oh, I couldn't they, be prouder. He's got the corner on the market. There's not a lot of barbecue places. In Missoula, Montana. Shocking. A lot of meat, yeah. not a lot of barbecue. Yeah, don't that get word. it. Just meat. They should open an ice cream place called Cypress Chill. <laughs> I've never, really I did not imagine to be hearing about Cypress Hill she, this often. I don't know I if you want to be, but you should be on at midnight. Yes, so should I, sure. but she should first. Yeah, <laughs> I should too. I'm waiting by <laughs> yeah, the phone. Why are we, well, I hope they're listening. Come on, Hardwick. <laughs> Chris Fairbanks, Karen Kilgariff, Holly Walsh, Tony Way, thank you for playing International Waters. You there with the headphones, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on International Waters. Goodbye. Bye. Yay. Bye. You've been listening to International Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing Chris Fairbanks, 
Karen Kilgareth, Holly Walsh, and Tony Way. Our theme music is USA vs. White Noise by Ladytron. Thank you to them for letting us use it. The show was recorded at Guilt Free Post in London by John Purcell Shackleton and at Max Fun HQ in Los Angeles by Jennifer Marmer. The script was written by Asterios Kokonos and Sarah Morgan. And the producer is Colin Anderson. See you next time. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.